people are going through so much stress and anxiety. If I didn't do that, I just I just feel like I would really miss so many opportunities where I can really help them through the day. Every Monday on my Facebook page, I tell people, I give them like a scripture, and I tell them, this is what we're going to think about for the day. You know, all things work together for, for good through those That's that love right. the Lord. Those type of things, you know. This too shall pass. Oh. All those things every week. And they're like, Colette, please do not stop doing that. Don't stop. I tell them I'm sending you a smile and a scripture and a good word to help you get through the week. Then on Friday, I tell them another thing. Okay, now it's time for you to relax and rejuvenate and refresh for the weekend. You got to follow her. <laughs> you know what's my message lately for yeah. like the last month and a half? My buddy Del Rico told me this, and I think this is going to apply to everything. Yeah. And it goes to the, the verse that, you know, the Lord gives us a peace beyond all understanding. Yeah. Like a peace that in chaos, you just kind of keep it all together and people can't figure it out because it's supernatural. Okay. But he said, and remember this. Always let peace be your compass. So who you're hanging with, who you're talking to, what you're talking about, where you are, if you're at peace about it, no matter what's going on, you're in the will. If you're not at peace, then something's wrong. Going back to that May 30th event, I was literally at total peace at that at moment. I knew it could go sideways, but it was just there's a peace. Like I just knew that my gut was telling me this is what you need to do. And I think it's important that whatever situation you're in, just like those verses that you, you, it sets a tone. Yeah. And if you're not conscious of that tone, if you're not authentic or intentional of that tone, yeah. then you're going to be wondering like, how, how come there's there's no peace in my life? Yeah. You got to you got to make it happen. Like every Monday when you do those scriptures, you just don't like you put effort into it. Oh, I think about it for a yeah. while. Yeah. And then you're yeah. telling people kind of think about it all week yeah. and then on Friday. And I tell them, look in the mirror and tell yourself, I can do this. I'm amazing. I'm awesome. No one can steal my joy. No one can steal my hope. No one can steal my dreams. No one can do that. You know what? Yep. Think positive. Reflect on the Lord. And that's not, can I, I have to tell you this though, Sheriff. When you went with the people and marched with the people and protested with those who were uh, with George Floyd, you don't understand how much that made a difference. Everyone, when I started looking at that, it just was like bing, bing, bing all mm -hmm. across the world. Mm -hmm. You made such a difference, and I showed my kids, and they said, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, for you to, to take time out to really become a part of that as a law enforcement officer, mm -hmm. when people are going through that, when yeah. they're looking at that negative that happened, and you're saying, hey, we're not all like that. Right. I'm with you. I know that was a horrible thing that yeah. happened, but I'm here standing with you. I support you. It was crazy. You. That was amazing. Well, and I appreciate that, yeah. and, and I could tell that that reached people because yes. when people look at social media followings, um, that moment, which was completely unplanned, I had no intentions on doing it, going into it. It just happened by my heart and yeah. my nature, and it just worked out. But it reached in 24 hours, 3.2 billion people. Oh. In 24 hours. My gosh. 150 news stations around the world. And uh, that's how important moments are. And what I tell people, I said, that moment was what the world saw mm -hmm. I've been my whole life. But you can't fake authenticity. And that's why we use this podcast and other platforms. But I got to ask you when you talk about joy, and yeah. I know this is going to be a tough question for you to answer, okay. but what drives you crazy? What, what breaks your heart? When something is bothering my children, when they're upset or sad about something, that's what drives mm -hmm. me crazy. I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't take that. You know, that's one of the things. And then, you know, another thing is when people are uh, in my profession and people, I, I meet people every single day and they, doubt themselves or they are hard on themselves and they don't think that they can they can be someone or they can do something i hate that really because yes because i'm like you can do anything you want to do yes you just have to believe in yourself do not let i hate and i hate when people now you're on a roll now you're on a roll what, <laughs> that's what bothers me when people really intentionally try to 
diminish someone's spirit and try to oh. break them down. I, I can't take that, you know. And I will sit there with someone for hours and say, yep. why are you listening to that? Why? That doesn't matter. You determine That's your day. It. You determine your action. You determine how you feel. Yep. You know, every single day you wake up and say, no, no one's going to steal my joy. I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to achieve my dreams. Mm. I call that the bully mentality. I hate I can't stand bullies. And that's what they're doing is they're breaking someone down because yeah. they themselves have no value or they have this this position of, of, of leverage or something, whatever it is. Yeah. I agree with you. I can't stand because when you look, and I do a lot of things with, uh, you know, your station when it yeah. comes to protecting the vulnerable, companion animals. Why do you stick up for animals? Because if you're going to do that to a companion oh dog that can't even defend itself, yeah. like you're going to do that to a human. Why do you do that? Why do you protect kids? And why do you do for, you know, elderly, your mentally ghost. ill, addicted, you know, all these things. Like, all that is because I can't, I was not a popular kid growing up. Really? I was not. I've always struggled with weight. Oh. I've always, I was a late bloomer when it comes to, I've always said this personality, I could talk, but yeah. I wasn't the popular kid. I wasn't an athlete until way later in life. That's surprising. Yeah, 2000, I was 27 years old when I became an athlete. Yeah. Oh my God. And I've never stopped and looked back, but yeah. it was that moment. I'm just like, boom, I'm going to change the way I think. I'm going to yeah. change the way I train. I'm going to compete. And I've been a competitor ever since. But I was not that kid. Yeah. I, I, I didn't go to a single, single sporting event my entire high school year because I got cut from ninth grade baseball. Oh. 14 years I didn't compete because when I got cut from baseball, going to a new school. Right. From an older school that was much smaller, I'm like, I, 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 I just, I just didn't have it. I didn't have anybody pushing me. Mm-hmm. I say all that to say, kids can be cruel. Yes, they can. But adults can be crueler. Oh. oh and people that have a platform, keyboard warriors. I can't imagine what you guys put up with when you know you guys do a story and somebody wants to attack. Mm-hmm. So how do you combat if, if, you know, if something like that drives you crazy? Mm-hmm. You know, somebody says something, does something to your kids and it just, it just eats at your heart. Somebody doesn't believe in themselves or somebody gets picked on or something. How do you deal with that? I try to arm that person with positivity. Yeah. That's what, that's one of my biggest things. But um, I'm a hugger. And when I see someone who's hurting, yeah. that's the first thing I do, give them a hug. I wow. mean, that, I, I have to give them a hug. The touch. Just the t- you, you need that. And with the yep. pandemic, I'm like, oh my god! I know that must have drove you do- crazy. I can't deal with this because that's what people feel. They can feel my sincerity. They can feel yep. I'm here for you. And I just, I mean, it sounds. I just, I feel like that's one of my callings in life. And that being in the news business, being able to meet so many people, it's mm-hmm. trying to spread the word. Yeah, we have to treat people like we want to be treated. Yeah, and we, if more of us were yep. like, can you think of the, how the world would oh. be right now if everyone was just kind? I know. Another and would just say wonderful things. And I know. Talk positively. I know. To one another. Especially news stations. Imagine they all going out to lunch together for once. Wouldn't that be just crazy? (laughs) I mean, that's the kind of things I think is dividing is we're keeping the division going by conversation. Mm -hmm. So from 2020, Mm -hmm. when we had that moment till now, have we improved race relations? Have we improved the image of law enforcement? And just because I'm here, I know you won't do it because you're objective, but tell me specifically, personally, don't tell me what I want to hear. I'm Hope that you tell me what is really happening. About law enforcement? Yeah. Oh, I think that law enforcement now, they're more open. Yes. To, I love it. Yes. And I see so much more compassion that's out there. I've seen so many people since uh, since that, that incident happened, just police officers going out in the street, like playing basketball with some of the, the yeah. kids out there and taking more time to do community events. Yes. And people being receptive. And I, I feel like a lot of kids now, the younger kids, 
they're not nervous. Oh man, that's awesome. I really do not. I don't feel it. And my my children are right in that group too. They're like, yeah. they feel comfortable. They know that not all cops are going to do that. Come right. On. It's just like a bad seed. Yes. You know the cops. It's a part of you, law enforcement officers, that you go into law enforcement mm-hmm. because you want to help people. Right. Right. And that's and that's why right. you know. And so I I feel like we have improved so much. Well, that's positive because I think that that you are spot on is we we have changed the way we do business. Mm -hmm. And I tell people, I said, America loves the police. We just need to give them a reason why every day to keep loving us. And and that doesn't, you know, it's almost like, you know, a a parenting relationship with their kid. You know, your kids are going to do something wrong. You can parent them, but you can still love them. That's what law enforcement is. We're we're overseers for justice and protection. And, you know, on our cars, we talk about protect, serve and unify. Because I think there's a role for each one of them, and, and you got to learn when to do that. But what about specific race relations? Do you think this community, this state, this country has taken the right steps? Or and I know there's a lot more that needs to be done, but so what do you think of that? There's a lot that needs to be done, but I, I think we're we're heading down the right path. I really do. I think that opens so many people's eyes. To, oh my gosh, this could be going on, and if we didn't have these cameras, you know what's really happening. But I. I think now people are are open to uh, realizing that law enforcement that they're friends, that they're community helpers right. out there, and I, I think that's a really positive thing. But I also have to say this: it's also a time for people to to, to kind of um, be empowered by respect, and I think respect is another thing, mm-hmm. not just with law enforcement, mm-hmm. but on both sides. Agreed. Um, you know. When you're stopped by someone, you know, I just want to make sure that everyone is just respectful. You know, if you're asked to do something. Both sides. Both sides. Both sides. If, you're, yeah. if a cop stops you, okay, there's a reason there. Right. So let's just sit right. still and just talk with them. Right. If you are, are, are a certain way in your car, if your demeanor is a mm-hmm. calm and you're just talking, yeah. that just, I think that lets down so That's many right. barriers. So let's take that traffic stop yeah. as an example. Yeah. The person being pulled over can't always think that every cop is bad. No. And every cop can't think that every person is going to be rude and is going to kill them. Perfect. I think you need to be protective of both, but don't jump to that conclusion. That's why in my own agency, I review every traffic stop. Oh. Why did they get pulled over? Mm-hmm. What was the conversation? When somebody walks up, immediately they start the conversation. Okay. Don't just ask for license, registration, proof insurance. Uh-huh. How you doing, Ms. Stinger? My name is Chris. Yeah. I noticed that you were not wearing your seatbelt, which is the reason why I pulled you over. Right out of the gate, you're taking the argument out. And you know what? If you weren't wearing it, now you know. Yes. Hey, I'm just going to check a few things. I understand. And if all of a sudden there's an attitude, then that may draw some you know, further, I call punitive damage. But you could teach a lot by just stopping somebody. I know when I get pulled over, yeah. and I still get pulled over, right? <laughs> It, it's immediate behavior modification because I'm like, no way! I get nervous, right? Exactly. I don't need a ticket to drive it home. I think right. tickets a lot of times are earned, and I think police out there that that think they you know get a free toaster if they write ten tickets, like that's not who we are. You can do a lot by just having the interaction and creating a teaching moment. Yeah. But on the flip side. Don't come off disrespectful. Don't come off like like I've never introduced myself to you. So give me a chance that I'm going to do the right thing. And I, I'm t- I tell my son, I tell my daughter, if you're pulled over or something happens, you're out there. If the cop, if someone asks you to do something, police officer says, no, oh, man. just sit there. Yeah. Don't talk back. You I know, know. You know, I've talked to respect. So you respect everyone. Sit there, ask, you know, they'll let you know what's going yeah. on. And then figure it out together. Don't just say, I'm like, yeah. I didn't do that, you know, and get right. combative right, right. I didn't do that. Sit and relax. 
and talk. And I think to my police are, buddies yeah. and my, you have to explain yes. what's going on. Like when you pulled into the driveway to the studio today, I didn't even realize you had other people in the car. Yeah. And I was talking and all of a sudden one popped out and then a two popped out. I'm like, wait a second. There's like a whole family in here. But when that interaction has happened at the door, don't forget there's people in the back seat that are just as scared. Yeah that need to be explained what's happening. I mean, it's very traumatic when people get stopped or there's an interaction with authority. I think it's important that we continue. I also agree that we've made progress, but here's the, the, the downside, mm. is I think there's groups out there on both sides that are still focusing on the major problems and not celebrating the micro victories. I love that. That's so true. I mean, you, we have to realize, okay, these things happen, but I think that we've learned from some of these major events that happened. We've mm-hmm. learned how to communicate. We've learned yes. to respect law enforcement and law enforcement to respect those, um, you know, that they're dealing with. I think we've learned that. Yeah. And I think that we need to build yes. on that, you know, and not just keep thinking and keep saying, oh, this happened, or keep harping on it. Okay, yeah, it's a lesson learned. It was sad. It was tragic. It should not have happened. But now we're going to try to keep it from happening again. That's right. You know? That's right. By just keeping the lines of communication open by being positive mm-hmm. and just I just you just have to be that way you mm-hmm. know on both like you said on both sides it's just so it's critical and that's probably what frustrates you because you're so positive mm-hmm. that when you see something negative and you're just like why why can't you be like this mm-hmm. and I think we just keep driving the point home it's almost like I call it like disease. You know, everybody has a little dose of disease, but if your immune system is attacking it, you don't feel the symptoms. That's because you gotta have a healthy immune system. But if you don't feed that immune system, you just let the disease take over, you're gonna be sick for the rest of your life and you're gonna wonder why you're never getting better. I have to tell you this, when I'm, if I'm pulled over, and I always tell my kids this, I'll never get a ticket, you wanna know why? I do tell. Because I I just, I talk with a police officer and they're understanding. Yes. And I'm nice, and they're nice, and it just, they're like, okay, well, just say, here's a warning, you know? <laughs> I'm giving you a lifelong promise. Wherever the Lord takes me in my journey, if you ever get a ticket, I'm paying it, and I, I want to keep that record going for the rest of your life, because whoever gives you a ticket, they need to be punched right in the face, because you're like the nicest person ever. <laughs> There's no need to give Colette Stinger a ticket. No, like, seriously. Oh, my gosh. It's like puppy breath and sunshine. <laughs> and do you notice she's wearing? You, like, seriously fashioned out for the show. Black and blue. I Oh, I love it. You even went on the news with it? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Promoting black and blue. That is so cool. true. All right. Um, just as we wrap this up yeah. and do some things, uh, I asked you if you wanted to introduce my partner to the world. I did. And uh, I, I want to uh, to it, give you that offer. Now, obviously, this is going to go to different people, but uh, he's a really special kid. Is that okay to do? Oh, it's so okay. Baller, come on over here. Jacob. <laughs> give it up for the new deputy singer. There we go. How about that? See, and you didn't know what you were going to say. I know, isn't that crazy? The whole world's watching you. But come on down here real quick. Get low so everybody can see you. Can <clears> I just a, say something about Yeah, for sure. Straight A plus student. What? Straight A plus. I mean, he's always been that way. Respectful. Works hard. Mm. Cha- he cha- he's challenging. He's athletic. I love it. You know, he, he's just has a great son. He, I, I could have asked for anything else. You know you have a great mom too, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Well, 
people need to hear edification. You'll, you know what that means? That means they need to hear positive reinforcement all the time. Because there's going to be times where you have a bad day and then somebody's going to lift you up. And then there's sometimes you're going to be up and you're going to lift somebody up who has a bad day. So use that as a life lesson right now is your worst day could be someone's best day. And your best day could be someone's worst day. Always look around for people. Everybody's at different circumstances. Find a guy like you. So check this out. When you got sent a badge <laughs> by this guy right here, what did it mean to you? It meant a lot because like you're like a role model for like a lot of people, wow. and I feel <laughs> and I feel that uh, it was special because like you were thinking about me and I, especially after like George Floyd and all the different incidents of police brutality. It wow, meant a lot. Do you still trust police? Yes. Okay. Yeah. What but do police need to do? I feel like they need to, um, you know, think more when they're in a different instance different sorts of situations mm -hmm. and not just like jump to conclusions and stereotype Right on. Mm -hmm. How should they treat people that are maybe white versus black any different? Mm -hmm. What do you think? No, they, they should. They should. There you go. That's it. You know, I was, uh, we're talking about Justice Bernstein yeah. and you know, he's blind. Yes. And he was blind from birth. And when we were at the International Academy of Flint talking to the students, he made a statement to the students. He said, you know, prejudice is a visual teaching because if I can't see what you look like I only have to hear you and judge you by my heart he said lady justice which represents justice throughout this country wears a blindfold because justice is supposed to be blind so that's a great point that you make that's why when you go to law school you're gonna own it <laughs> a plus student you're gonna get in let me ask you this what what can an officer do if you come across that person, male, female, white, black, a police officer in uniform, that if they don't know you, you don't know them, that would allow you to trust going up to them and talking to them? What would they have to do? Just like have a nice um, giving like personality and uh, start a nice conversation. That's it. That would probably um, make me feel more comfortable with them than with the person that'd be rude that would just come up to me and just like, command me to do things. Oh, see, I, mass, the best moment of the whole podcast right here. Mm -hmm. Ask people versus command people. There may be a time for that. Like, I'm sure your mom, as cool as she is, there's times that she probably can be very stern to get you in your attention, right? But she, if she's like that all the time, there's a time where you're just like, listen, just treat me as a normal person. Like, like have a conversation. I think that's key. How you talk to people can handle probably the majority of the, uh, the issues. Isn't that right? Yes. Wow. Now you're uh, you're in what grade? A seventh. In seventh grade, and you are how old? Uh, twelve. Twelve. Now I know a lot's changed since you were ten, yes. but at ten years old when George Floyd happened till now, have you seen in your own world? Have you seen law enforcement do things better, or do there is there not much improvement? Uh, I've seen a lot of people do things better. Like, as my mom said, I've seen different videos of, like, police officers going in the community and, like, how you went and protested with the people. Yeah. That was, I feel like that's been different. All cops listen to what he just said, man. Our young folks are watching our yeah. actions. And when you use social media and you tell a story and you're out there and you're playing basketball and you're singing happy birthday, mm -hmm. we all know what we can do. We all know what our powers and authorities are. We know we got a pistol on our hip. But it's those actions that speak for everybody. Wow. Isn't that, you are right. 
You are right. Yes. It's your partner, isn't wow. it? Wow. <laughs> yeah, man. That's it. I'm super proud of you, man, for real. And um, if you could give a message to people that are 12 years old around the world right now, and I know I'm putting you on the spot. If you could give a message to people that are in your same grade, same age right now, doesn't even have to be about law enforcement, what would you want to tell people to encourage them right now? Um, be positive and to treat everyone equal. Just like every, it, it like, yeah. I like that. Be positive and treat everyone equal. I love yeah. that. Because there's going to be people that don't have what you have right. or aren't from where you're from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you say treat people equal, that means that you can't look at them as though they're below you That's or above you. Yeah, you it's just as important. Because mm-hmm. like, you shouldn't judge someone like a different way than you judge another person. Everyone should be not even judged, but should just be looked at the same way. Right on. Good job, Mom. I mean, this is like generation <laughs> after generation of just great parenting. Thank you. So final thoughts at yes. your end. Um, we carved a lot of ground, and, and uh, you have my commitment. You've seen me in a lot of different scenarios, and uh, I'm the same dude, and we've got a lot of work to do, and I'm literally just getting started. Do you know Jan- or June 2nd this year, I start my 30th year at the sheriff's office. It doesn't even make sense. Gosh, Seriously, it doesn't even make sense. Wow. But I went from the, you know, the deputy all the way to the sheriff rank, and I'm literally just getting started. So... If there's, I'm gonna end it this. Yeah. If there's one challenge you want to give me that I need to keep doing in in a path that I need to keep taking, then what is it? And then I'm gonna tell people what folks in your position need okay. to keep doing. You're kidding me. I'm not. But you need to keep doing. Yeah. What? Keep doing what you're doing. Sure. When I say we, I'm talking police. I'm police talking officer, about. I know that Pete. You have to walk. You have to walk the walk, talk the talk. You know. You have to. You say that you want to treat people equally. Just do it. You know. Be kind. Be open to someone. Do not judge someone by the way they look. Everyone mm-hmm. is important. Everyone means the same. But I think that all police officers should really be open and, and not just just have a, um, a negative connotation in their mind or something that they're thinking that's uh, that's negative. Be positive. Think, okay, you know, I'm stopping this person, but hey, I don't have to give them a ticket. It could just right. be an opportunity for me to say, you know, why did you do that? That's right. Maybe they're having a bad day. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's something that, you know, I saw a, a story, an officer saw someone that was stealing in a store, and he went over to that. He did not arrest that person. He asked, you know, what happened? What you need? He said, you know, I just needed these socks. I didn't mm-hmm. have these socks. And he bought them for him. Yeah, see. You know, those are the types of things that we can do. We can make a difference, and law enforcement can make a difference because everyone looks, people look up to yeah. law enforcement mm-hmm. officers. I mean, we just think that, you know, if something's going wrong or there's there's something um, that's happening that we need help, we know that an mm-hmm. officer's going to be there. Yeah. So just keep doing it. And you, please keep doing your day. You're a rock star, <laughs> like a national rock star. So, and, and we are so appreciative to have you in the community mm-hmm. because you are a leader and you are an example mm-hmm. to other people. And mm-hmm. I think that more people need to follow your lead. Mm. Well, I accept the challenge mm-hmm. and uh, I literally, uh, is, I'm going to keep going and find different ways because I made that promise on a light pole that I'm personally going to be a change agent. I can't affect other people's decisions, what no. they do, but we just talk about just do it. Like that's my mission. In one day, in one moment, it changed my entire mission in life is to be the leader and to show people. And I know there's a thousand of Chris's out there. There's a thousand of you out there, but but use those positions of influence to go out there and tell your story. I tell that to the sheriffs across the state around the nation. Tell our story. Tell our story. When you do good, tell it. When something happens bad, go tell it. Like, let's let people behind the scenes show what we are and what we're like. So my challenge to you is 
media has taken just as much of a punch in the face as law enforcement. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's whole slogans about the media on both sides. Mm -hmm. And I would tell you this is you have the ability to touch people in 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 situations where uh, they are hungry for content. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to be objective when you want to be subjective but when you mix storytelling with what you start out with today and that is you want to create emotion for people you want to reach out you want to empower people my challenge is to tell the story and empower people at the same time and move up the, the chain and and i don't know where my journey is taking you but i can guarantee you're going to be a part of it because you have the ability to to reach out from people's TV screens and their phones to make them feel better. When people are writing you going into surgery, like you don't know, it's almost like when you said you don't realize what you do. I don't, you don't realize how powerful it is. So keep doing what you're doing. I think you've got a great platform with CBS at EM5. You've obviously have done a great job as a mom, seriously. But uh, both of us have to tell our stories. Both of us have to use our person, yes. our influence, our abilities to go in and create more of us, That's right. which is why we're doing this. So, hey, this is Colette Stinger and her incredible son, Jaken, and another fan over there, your daughter. Is she allowed, is she allowed to be introduced? Yes. Yeah. yeah, there we go. And then you could, I'm going to even give you my chair. Okay, Boom, you. right there. That's it. Tell everybody your name. I'm Colette. That's with an I. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Would you love the show? Yeah. That's it. You're 15? If there's one thing you want to tell the world right now, just like your brother did, now that you've heard the show, what would it be? Uh, just to like be positive and nice and not judge anyone by what they look like. I love it. I love it. Welcome. <laughs> Black and Blue's coming back at you next episode. Be safe.